I want to talk about physical healing this morning, okay? Uh, the reason why is because so many people are out sick. And I'm, I'll be honest with you, it's not that people are lost or people are just fearful right now. I mean, you, all, you, know, you have this thing blasting over the television. Another 300,000 people are going to die this year. Uh, uh, 2,000 something had caught COVID yesterday. Uh, and you hear that over and over. What is the devil trying to do to you? It's not that we're not concerned. It's not that we're not praying. But that's not our God that's doing that. It's the devil. The messages are coming. Praise God. And there ain't of God. Amen? The voice of the Holy Spirit is trying to teach us my word is settled in heaven because that's all that matters. The promise of God is settled in heaven, and that's all. For us as believers, listen, all of you, most of y'all over here when this church first starts, it's Catholic, Brother Allen, Brother Death, most of y'all. This is a Pentecostal church, right? Amen. This church was built on faith. Healing the sick, casting out devils, yep. speaking in tongues, all of that stuff. That was what it was built on. You know what? I don't know about you, but that's where I want to see it get back to. I want people, to, man, I feel the presence. I want people of God healed. I want people of God speaking in tongues. I want people of God worshiping him. Coming out of this church and saying, I got the answer from the Lord. I'm going to get victory in Christ Jesus. That's, I like that. And you know, sometimes we go through trials, and, and listen, I'm not, I'm not beating people up. I've been through it myself. Oh, that old devil's on my back again. <laughs> oh, the devil, he, he, he's, he's just taking all my money. He's destroying all my family. Praise his holy name. <laughs> I don't want to hear that. Let's pray about it. Yeah, let's, let's put him on the run. We need to defeat the works of the enemy. The devil is a thief. He wants to destroy your body. He wants to destroy your life. He wants to destroy your family. He wants to destroy your faith. Let me tell you something. There are some godly people that went on before and died sick. That don't mean they were lost. That don't mean that they didn't have faith. I'm going to be honest with you. I've gotten to this stuff where people say, well, if you die sick, then you, then you, you don't have faith. That ain't true. Maybe in some cases, but... But a lot of cases, you know, time to live. There's a time to die. There's a time to plant. There's a time to reap what was planted. There's a season under the sun for everything. The Lord don't come back soon. You're going to die. <laughs> and nothing on the earth is going to change that. And it, don't, it doesn't mean you're, 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 you're in doubt. It doesn't mean you don't have faith. You see, the Bible says a false balance is an abomination in the sight. Listen, a balance is this. You ever saw those little things you weighed them gold and, and coins on? You know, and you weigh in, uh, uh, you, you have a scale. You weigh in the, the thing in the balance. Every time you would tip it, then that was considered evil because you were trying to tip the scale one way or the other. Listen, if we just preach faith, it takes care of all the problems of your life, then we'd be wrong because we, we still got problems. Now, we, we say, well, you're full of doubt, you, you, you're in sin. That, that doesn't mean you're, listen. Faith, people of faith die. <laughs> people of faith get sick. 
Come on, somebody, because trials and tests will come. But victory comes when God heals those sicknesses and those troubles, right? Hallelujah. Okay. <laughs> you can turn with 3 John, chapter, well, only one chapter. 3 John, verse 2. <laughs> Jan, I bent my glasses. <laughs> All right. No, I got it. I fixed them already. <laughs> God is good. What did Jesus call the devil? A liar. Listen, the devil has nothing good to say about you. Listen to me. The devil will never tell you something to exalt you or make you feel good. His main goal is to destroy you. And he starts from within and it comes out. His whole deal of Satan is to lie to you, to take you out of God's purpose and will. And, you know, people go through a lot of things, a lot of trials and stuff. And, you know, you got you to take, take concern because when you're talking to somebody that's facing something drastic like a death in the family. And they're wrestling with God. Where was God? You know, and the devil says, yeah, God just forsook you. God don't love you. God, God don't want nothing. You know, you, that sin you committed, God, listen, that's the devil. The devil will tell you you can never be anything. The devil will tell you these kind of lies because he wants to keep you down. But that's not my God. Amen? Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things. Now, what, what does it say? John is writing to the church. John is giving a word of exhortation. I, I wish above all things that you may prosper. Even as what? Your soul prospers. Amen? And be in health just as your soul prospers. I wish that you'd be prosper and you'd be in health as your soul prospers. So what is the Bible teaching us right here? This is the will of God for your life. The will of God for your life is that you prosper. The will of God for your life is that you be in good health. That's what God wants for us. Don't let the devil lie to you. Or you just, you, you know, come on, turn him off. I've watched him destroy so many people's lives. He's even tried with me a lot of times, praise God. But I made my mind up. If God says I can prosper, if God says I can be healed, if God says I can, I can, uh, he's, he's going to redeem me and save me and bless me, the, the, I don't care what the devil says. If I, t if I give you a word, I want you to tell me the opposite. What's the opposite from love? Huh? Right. What's the opposite from faith? Unbelief. So one is telling you one thing, and one is telling you the other. We used to laugh at that little cartoon, me and Boogie, the one devil on one side and an angel on the other side. You know? That old little devil was always trying to manipulate and try to get, you, get that man to, to, oh, man, you could beat him up. Do, do, do anything you could do. Get rid of him. And the other one said, no, 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 you you got to be good. you got to treat them nice. You, gotta, you know, it's a battle taking place. 
<laughs> how, many of you, how many of you saw him kind of the cartoon? We used to laugh at him, but there's a lot of spiritual truth in that. You know, I used to laugh at Bugs Bunny with the, what it was, Bugs, the, 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 the sheepdog. And, the, and, and what, <laughs> the wolf was, <laughs> he's always in that, <laughs> trying to get him a sheep, so he put on the sheep's clothing. But that old dog was wise, man. <laughs> he always grabbed him with a hammer or his fist or something. He'd find him. The devil's like, a, like an angel of light sometimes, and he'll appear. He'll appear like a, a wolf in sheep's clothing. See? Job had an incident. You know, I'm going to read some more, but Job was a man of God. The Bible said he was perfect. And the devil went up before the Lord like he did every, you know, constantly and accused Job. And the Lord said, you've seen my servant Job? None like him on the earth. Perfect man, upright. Yeah, but you got enough gall to tell God that. <laughs> I, yeah, you take his money and his, all you got, he curse you to your face. <laughs> say, okay, go, but you better not kill him. God told the devil, you better not kill him. You can take anything you got. Let's see. When that took his family, took his money, left him in the dust, boils on his body for nine months. And there comes his three Christian friends, you know. Oh, they were some good guys. They said, you sin. That's why, you, uh, that's why you're going through what you're going through. <laughs> listen, when somebody is going through something, hey, man, listen, don't go to them and say, man, because you sin. That's why you got cancer. And that's why you got disease. And that's why you got, listen, might be a test they're going through. You know, you didn't pay your tithes in 20 years. God's going to get them out some kind of way. <laughs> Seriously. You know, you talk about people. I said, where's our compassion as believers? Where's our compassion as Christians? That's my God. That's, that's the way he does with me. Listen, he could have killed me a long time ago. And probably, I probably deserved it. But he's so compassionate and he loves me so much. Because I'm his son. And you're his children. And I tell people at all times, he's going to do something for you he's not going to do for that world. Because that's, I'm his son. You're his daughters and sons. It's a big difference when God looks at his children. They don't know how he looks at the world. Yes, he deals with the world. But the world doesn't have what you have, praise God. The world don't have faith. The world don't know how to pray. The world don't know how to worship God and love God. Let me read this verse to you. You don't have to turn there. In Jeremiah 17, 14, listen to this good. Don't, you don't have to turn there. I just want, I want to read it to you. This is what I wanted to start with. Jeremiah is saying, heal me, O Lord, and I'll be healed. <laughs> oh, I like that. Heal me, O Lord, I'll be healed. Save me, I'll be saved. That's a short little prayer, but man, you talk about it, can preach out of that. Amen. God is the healer. And God promised you he would heal you. God is the Savior, and he promised that he would save you. For what reason? He says, save me that I'll be saved, for you are my praise. <laughs> God is our praise. God heals us, and he blesses us, and he, and he saves us. And who's to get the glory? That's it. 
you know, I was telling Sister Kathy, I love this place. This, this place is going is to grow. It's going to go on and do a work for God, okay? But it's not, not for me. When I came back, the Lord spoke to my son, you're going there for my glory. I said, yes, sir. That's why I don't get discouraged because this is his church. He, 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 he provides what, he, what needs to be done, and he has. Because it's God's getting the praise. God's getting the glory. Not me or you. This is God's place. And God gets the glory. Nobody sings to me. They sing to the Lord, thank God. <laughs> listen, I got, I got some issues. I'm going to tell you what. I got, listen, I, I say, Lord, my wife, <laughs> I need some help. <laughs> but I know one thing. God has given me a spirit of joy, okay? Uh, I don't take everything too serious. You know what I'm saying? Uh, sometimes I like to chuckle. I like to laugh. <laughs> but when it comes down to my faith, there's nothing to laugh about. It's real. And your faith is real. So when we put our faith in what Jesus said and what he promised in his word, you will be healed and you will be saved and you will prosper. And I'm not talking about this word of faith garbage that we hear all the time. You know, these TV preachers or whatever. It's true faith. There is a true word of faith that's not, not just pick, filling up your pocketbook, but doing a whole lot more, drawing you closer to the Lord, get, developing your prayer life, getting answers from God, a relationship that's going to last, amen, that's going to stand through the, the dust of time, praise God. When, when, when the Lord's going to settle everything and the rapture's going to happen, we all be with the Lord and when the Bible says we're going to come back to live back on this earth with him, praise God, and rule and reign with Christ for a thousand years. Listen, you, you, you don't have to worry about anything. <laughs> you know what got you there? Grace of God and faith in what Jesus did and faith in this, in this word, okay? This is the only settled in heaven. This is the only thing that's sure right now. Listen, I look at the television set and I say, well, then, then people are all confused, man. They can't lead me. They don't know what, they don't know what they're going to do the next day. The government's all messed up. The church is all messed up. Things are happening that, that God's not pleased with. The kingdoms of this world are falling. <laughs> people are dying. Churches are falling apart. People, people are, what, what's wrong? You remember I said earlier this church was built on the uh, apostol not apostol the, the uh, Pentecostal blueprint. And that's where it needs to be. You know, I'll be honest with you, as a Christian, I have I've fallen away a lot of times from that Pentecostal view. And you know, you watch people, they go to church and and you know they go to church and then they just, there's, there's no Desire for God. You know what I'm saying, Stigat? Mom, there's no desire for holiness. There's no desire for righteousness. It's just, it's just something they do. With no passion for God. And, and the devil sits in church and he loves it. Because a lot of people in church are dying. Spiritual and Physically. It's because everybody has gotten their view, their vision off of the gospel, off of Jesus. 
You know, the book of Acts is, is, is a perfect example. You know, I've had people tell me a lot of times, say, well, we, we don't need that anymore. Let me tell you something. If Jesus needed it, what makes you think we don't need it? If the apostles couldn't do anything till, till he got filled with it, what makes we think we don't need it? How stupid. I asked, I asked a preacher one time, a pastor of another church. I asked him, I said, is this a Pentecostal church, a book of Acts church? He said, no. <laughs> but he, at least he told me, he said, I want it to be. You get what I'm saying? I want it to be. You know, I guess in the last 30 years, man, since I've been serving the Lord longer than that, but I mean, when we first came here, I mean, like I said, the first thing I know, the message of the gospel of love, that was, that was, a good, that was it. That started me and my wife off. And the power of God moving. And I see it in a lot of churches right now where, where the Holy Spirit is not even welcome. You get where I'm coming from? The power of God, healing is not even, nobody getting up to get prayed on anymore. Sister Janice, the Bible said this, if there's any sick among you, call on the elders. People are dying in church and nobody's praying on them. Nobody's stepped. I was to church a few years, two, three years ago maybe. That little guy in a wheelchair. And I was watching some preachers. <laughs> I said to my, man, somebody pray on him. <laughs> oh, they loved him, they comforted him. And I was stupid enough to pray on him. <laughs> I'm not telling you he got up. But the preachers, it's like, maybe he won't be healed and, and everybody will say we're nothing for fakes or something. I don't know. Maybe they don't say we're not real. Maybe, it's not a, maybe it shouldn't be about us then. It's about the power of Jesus, the power of his word. What, what does it mean? God is a healer. God is a healer. We should never have sign language in, in, in the full gospel church. People can't hear. Bring them up. Let's pray for them. That they be healed. You know what I'm saying? We got, we got programs now. We got psychology programs now. Where, well, we, 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 go, we got to see where people are at. We've got to see what their, their social mind is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? We've got to figure it out. Unless you can't figure out your own mind. How are you going to figure out somebody else? <laughs> We've adopted everything but the power of God. God is a healer. We need to bring that back. We need to lay hands on people. We need to pray for the sick. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Anybody listening to me this morning? <laughs> Let me read you a few more verses, okay? I had a lady tell me yesterday, that lady cuts my hair. She's a Christian. But she's so wounded by the past. You know what I'm saying? And years ago, her first husband, he beat her with a two-by-four, tried to drown her in a swimming pool, made her lose some of her children. And I was sitting there, and I was talking to her, and I, I could see what she's so scarred. I mean, it's, 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 it's you know, it's like she's, she feels guilty for, for what happened. And I said, I said, are you forgiven? Did God, do you believe God forgave you? 
of your sins? Oh, yeah. So what's the problem? I mean, you, the, the problem is that we haven't received that forgiveness yet. We, 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 we're not, we're not, we come to Jesus and we say, Lord, I, 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 I repent. And we're not trusting in that sacrifice. Because if we trusted in what Jesus did on the cross, there shouldn't be no guilt. Come on, somebody. There shouldn't be no condemnation. My Bible says there's therefore no condemnation to those in Christ Jesus who live not after the flesh but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made us free from the law of sin and death. So she needs a healing, y'all. She needs to find there's rest in Christ. The biggest physical healing sickness that people have is this. Because if Satan can get this sick, I'm telling you, he'll take the rest. God wants to heal our minds, our bodies, our spirits. God is a healing God. And he wants to set us free. He wants us to walk free. I'm going to just read a few to you, okay? You don't have to turn there if you want to write it down. Luke 9, 16. 6, 19. <laughs> the whole multitude sought to touch him. Talking about Jesus. For power went from him. And he healed them all. Now watch. That power is still available. You know, it just burned me up. I can hear people say, well, it died off with the apostles. Jesus said, I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. It didn't die down with the apostles. All the original 12 of Paul wasn't, a, Paul wasn't one of the original 12. Philip either. But they healed, they healed sick people. The promise is still sure. God's a healer, Okay. And I just quoted out of, out of Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8 says, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Is Jesus a different Jesus than the apostles served? You, I can go further than that. Is Jesus the same, the different Jesus from what Moses stood before that mountain one day? I am. That was Jesus speaking to Moses. Because told Moses, he told the, the, the Pharisees, he says, I am. Told him, you know, before Abraham was, I am. That's why they wanted to stone him. You know, he called himself God. So Jesus, I believe, and that's just me, was the one speaking through that burning bush to Moses. The one that appeared to uh, uh, Abraham before he destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. Abraham's interceding. Shall not the judge of all the earth do that which is right? He was pleading because he wanted Lot saved from Sodom and Gomorrah. Jesus was talking to Abraham that day. Jesus promises deliverance. Lot needed to be delivered. Lot was in a place he shouldn't have been. There was a healing that needed to take place. Lot had, God had to get Lot out of, the, out of the Sodom and Gomorrah before he could touch his life, before he could bless him. Now, I don't know if Lot ever repented, but the Lord took him out. Took him out of Sodom and Gomorrah. Jesus was there. 1 Peter 2, 24 says, Christ himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree. 
that we having died to sin might live for righteousness, for by whose stripes we were healed. By whose stripes we were healed. Not going to be healed to the cat. Were healed. By his stripes we were healed. And he's quoting that out of Psalm, uh, Isaiah 53, where he says it like this. For he was wounded for our transgressions, and he was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Let me read a, a, a proverb to you. You don't have to turn there. I, I got it all written for you. It's in the Bible. Uh, he says, my son, give attention to my words. Number one thing right there. Give attention to my words. How, much, how, how many times the last two months we've been talking about faith in his word? See, you're not going to be healed if you not give attention to his word. <laughs> how are you going to be healed and trust in his word if you don't know what it says? That's why I encourage these little, these little books. Because all it is is scripture. You want to know, it, it, it sets it up for you, it lines it up. All you got, if you're dealing with distress, you're dealing with, you know, money problems, dealing with marital problems, you're dealing with anything, it just gives you scriptures. Now, you read them and believe them. I'm so encouraged because I, I, I'm here. I see, I go to people's house, I've got them on a little table with their little, little markers in them, you know what I'm saying? They read them. It's important because we have to plant faith of God's word in, in, in your heart. The Lord told me the other day, son, you tell people to believe me. That's just as simple as it is. You tell people to believe me. He says right here, incline your ears to my words, my ears. No, I'm sorry. My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ears to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. What? His word. Okay. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health and health to all their flesh. You know why most Christians are not healed? I'm going to tell you the reason why. You, I don't know if you get upset. Because they're not putting the word in their heart. Oh, they go to church and they sing the songs and they do all that stuff. But to have the word of God in your heart, to believe what he says, to establish it in heaven, it's, it's already established. He wants us to receive that word. And when that word is received, then he'll, healing will come. Because God said it. <laughs> his word said it. That's the only thing he places above himself is his word. You're going to probably see a lot of sickness in the next few months. I'm talking about, I'm not necessarily you or me, but because I'm, I, I'm claiming I'm going to stand on his word. God, I, shield me from that stuff. I don't want that stuff. I don't have to take it. Because the Bible says that if you drink any deadly thing, it will not even hurt you. You know, so remember, remember Paul got that snake on his hands? He shook it off like it was nothing. And them, them guys in, on that island knew what it was. They said he should have swelled up and died. But after a while, he, he, Paul's still putting sticks on the fire. And they, they wanted to make him a god because he, they said, this is a god, man. That thing should have killed him. No, God was, his God saved him. You know? How many times the Lord spares us? 
Hmm? How many times? You're going to be surprised when he's going to put that big video camera up in heaven when you get there. Lanny, look what, I, look what could have happened if I wanted to be there. Look, what, look, 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 look. <laughs> I said, God, how stupid I didn't even see it. Okay. It says in uh, Exodus, no, I'm going to read this to you. James chapter 14, John James chapter 14. Chapter 5, verse 14 and 15. If there's any sick among you, let him call on the elders of the church and let him pray over them, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the sick. And the Lord will raise him up. And if he had committed any sin, it would be forgiven. How could we say healing is not for today? What kind of preachers reading his Bible can ignore that very verse? There's any sick among you, call on the elders of the church, anoint them with all that the prayer of faith to heal the sick. And if he had committed any sin, it'll be forgiven. Who, 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 who changed the Bible? See, that's, you know what, you know what, you know what happens when people start doing, that's just a sorry excuse for unbelief. Because they don't have enough faith to believe God. And it's more about their pride than anything else. Explaining God's power away. So they don't have to look foolish if God don't do anything. You get what I'm saying? It's a sorry excuse for doubt. Let me tell you some People in the church need to be healed. And if you got preachers can't believe God for healings, what do you expect them to believe? Huh? We, I believe in the healing power of God. I'm going to tell you right now, there's not a person in this church that needs to be sick. None. Because God promised it in his word. If you're sick... Call the elders of the church, anoint him with all, and pray the prayer. I feel the presence of God. Pray the prayer of faith over them, and they will be healed. Let me tell you something. I was healed. A lot of you in here were healed. You remember a few years back when my back was, I mean, listen, I never felt that in my life. Janice had to walk, take me a bath. That was how pitiful it was. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't do nothing. Back pain just raging through my Back, I, and only way I could sleep is I lean my head against the, my bedpost. Three days, I got on my knees. I cried out to God. I said, "God, heal me." <laughs> you get desperate, you pray. You don't say words. You beg. <laughs> and look, I missed work and everything. And and when I got up, went to my office in Lafayette. I'm telling you the gospel truth. I'm not lying. I put my foot on the steps of that, my, by my office. Like a wind would have passed. The pain left. I felt, like a, I felt like a brand new man. Completely gone. In a matter of, I'm not telling you, Josh, in a matter of a, a few seconds, the pain was gone. And I'd go and I'd go, <laughs> I'd go in Walmart. I was telling people what God had done for me. Hallelujah. Some of my relatives said, man, he lost his mind. <laughs> Actually, I would tell people in Walmart, God is here. Let me tell you what God done for me. Man, I did, and it was gone. The wind passed, it was gone. Huh? <laughs> oh, yeah. But you know what? I, I knew God touched my life. I knew God touched my life. Because God is faithful. I'm almost finished. Hallelujah. I don't know why, I just wanted to talk about this this morning because I know sickness is around us. And 
I don't want you or, or me or anybody to get fearful over that stuff. Because when I walk out the door, Jesus is walking out with me. Go to Walmart, he's with me. Come on, somebody, go to the grocery store, wherever you go get your food, he's with me. Wherever. See, he'll never leave me or forsake me. That's what my Bible teaches, praise God. And he loves you, and he's there with you, praise God. Hallelujah, okay. One more verse, okay? Let me turn my page. Well, really, two more verses. Let me give you a short verse. Exodus 15, 26. I am the Lord who heals you. That's what it says. Exodus 15, 26 says, I am the Lord who heals you. Now, I'm, I, I'm, it's not I'm the Lord. I might do it. Or maybe I'll do it. He says, I'll heal you. But you know, there's some conditions with that. God will never do what you can't believe him for. God will never, never move outside of your faith. Never. As Christians, now I can understand a person just coming up in the Lord, a baby in the Lord, and God's having to work with them. You know what I'm saying? But for those that have been in the faith long enough, we ought to not be sick in our bodies. We ought to not, listen, and I'm not saying you're not going to get sick. Listen to me. That don't mean you don't, but for, for a Christian, we have, to, we have that, we can go back. We can go back to the throne. We can go back to where the healing takes place. Hallelujah. I'm going to shock you. Not everybody in the church is going to be healed. It, 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 I wish it would. I wish it would be. And I believe personally it can be. It's how we look at faith, okay? It's how we perceive God's word. If that word is sure in heaven, you have to, I can't believe for you, okay? I can agree with you. But I can't, I can't believe for you. Well, you know, I, I believe what the Bible says. Listen, that's a personal thing between you and the Lord. Listen, thank God we have preachers that can preach to us and people that can encourage us. But when it comes down to the nitty-gritty, you got to say in your own heart, your word is settled in heaven. I believe in God. Come on. Like I said, I, mean, I, I can't take my wife to heaven with me. She's got to believe for herself. I can't take you to heaven with me. You've got to believe it yourself. You know, you want a healing? You've got to get on your knees before God and say, God, I believe you. And hold God to his word. Because believe me, he'd all, he'll always make his word sure. You sound pretty confident. Yes, I'm confident. I am confident. I'm confident that my, all my family will be saved. I'm confident my grandchildren, you know, all, my, all of them will be saved. Even the ones I handed that's coming. <laughs> All right. But when Jesus comes back, I'm looking for them to be there. Okay? I tell you the truth, the more I start seeing it, the more confident I have. The more confidence I have. Hallelujah. This church, I have confidence. We're going to see souls saved. Okay? I have confidence that bodies are going to be healed. I have confidence that lives will be changed. I feel it, man. I tell you, I feel it. I'm serious. I feel the presence of God saying that. Because I, 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 when I got up in the morning, in the morning before I come to church on Sunday morning, 
to prepare for, for the message and stuff. First thing one day, I said, Lord, send the Holy Ghost down, put <laughs> Send him. Listen, we went a couple of days ago, me and the boys, and we passed some flyers out. And, and we, and I said, Lord, come to church. Come to church. We were bought that sign. I went, hey, we are here. Here's how, this is the time and to come. And, and you know what? It's going to be fruitful. It's coming. Amen. Hallelujah. But I told the Lord also, I said, Lord, if you want to preach there till I die, <laughs> that's, how it's, that's how it's going to be. <laughs> oh, God is good. Hallelujah. I'm going to read one more verse, okay? Psalms 107, verse 20. You can turn there. God is a good God, amen? God is a good God. We need to be praying for our brothers and sisters that are sick, okay? And I know they want to come to church. I, I really believe that. Uh, and the enemy's not going to keep them. We need to pray for them that they, they could be healed, all right? And touched by God. Very short verse, though. He sent his word and did what? <laughs> and he delivered them from their destruction. He sent his word and healed them. What did he send? His word. Hallelujah. <laughs> I know the last couple of, I don't know, oh man, a few weeks now, that's been stuck in me. I just, son, you tell people to believe me. And the only way you can believe what he says is if you look for yourself. Okay? You find out. If you're going through something, look to what the word says. You're dealing with something, look to what the word says. The word is established. God has it there. You know what I'm saying? It's like me. I like dark chocolate, peanut butter candies. Put, put, that, put about 15 bags in front of me. You, I'm going to tell you right now. Listen. After a while, I'm coming. You know, uh, look, God's word is like the big old <laughs> piles of candy. He has it. It's all for you, Len, if you want it. If you want to stay away from it, uh, you, you know what I'm saying? You, you ain't going to get none of it. I know that's a poor example, but <laughs> I love chocolate candy. Dark chocolate. Peanut butter dark chocolate. <laughs> I'm letting y'all know. Hey, my birthday's coming up. Y'all want to buy me a bag? <laughs> no, I don't, forget about it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, let's close our Bibles a minute, y'all. Hallelujah. God is a good God, amen? I want to ask you a question this morning before we close. Is your God real? Man? Is his word real? See, I didn't, I didn't give you a word from me. I gave it from the Lord. Because I can't heal a flea. <laughs> you have to put your faith completely in what God says. I've asked people again, and you know what? I'm going to make me a bumper stick. I'm gonna, we're going to put it, give them at the church. I'm gonna, listen, Jen, we have to go make some Fear is faith in the devil. Right? Faith is fear in God. <laughs> What do you think about that? 
I want to make a bumper sticker. Fear is faith in the devil. Faith. You see, that's a healthy, that's a healthy fear. You know what I'm saying? You need to fear the Lord. Because he is a, he is a consuming fire. You need to fear what he can do. Because he's the God of judgment. All right? If you're not living for him right, then you, you need to fear him. Because it will draw you to repentance, okay? But you know, many people today that go to church, oh, no, me and God's like this. We're buddies, man. We, oh, we got it all together. Come on, be for real. Do you know what you're talking about in the first place? God is not your buddy. <laughs> He's not your chum. He's not somebody that goes in and, and you and him just shoot the breeze. <laughs> That's not how it works. <laughs> this being is a powerful being, man. This is God. This is not somebody you just can play with. You can't just... Call God your buddy. Me and God, we, we, you know, no, God is a holy and a righteous and a powerful being, but we can have fellowship with him, okay? He loves us. He wants to communicate and, and bless us and touch us. But as, lo as long as we don't fear him, you see, that's a healthy fear. The fear you don't need to be scared of is the devil. See, Every, anything devil can do, God can counteract. Anything the devil can try to do, God can undo. That's how powerful that is. Because the battle is taking place for your soul. It don't yet appear what we're going to be, the Bible says, but we know when he comes, we're going to be like him. See, that's, that between heaven and you right now, getting to heaven, there's a devil. And he's going to do everything he can to try to hinder you and, and, and take you out of God's will. Listen, I've, I've, I've given 30-some years of this stuff. Serving him. I don't have plans of giving the devil a lick of time. I don't want to anymore, praise God. I'm not saying I got it all together and I don't see it. I'm sometimes I'm, I'm defeated because you know why? Because of stupidity. Because I, now, as good, you know, I didn't trust God. I, 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 God told me to believe him for something. I didn't. I went like Abraham. You know, uh, God says, you, You're going to get a son from Sarah. So he went and sleep with Hagar and try to hurry God's business. God don't need you to hurry his business, God don't need you to help him in his business. He just needs you to believe him. When he says it, the word is healed. The word, the word says you can be healed, you can be healed. The word says you can be saved, you can be saved. The word says God's going to take care of you and bless you. He, it's going to happen. Hallelujah. He's never seen the righteous forsaken, the Bible says, nor his children begging for bread. God's people should never have to beg for bread. Amen? Never. He prepares a table for us. Amen? In the presence of our enemies, the proverb, the psalm says. The devil hates that. If we can ever start believing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If we can ever start believing what it says, no, no telling what could happen in our lives. I'm going to do it. Me personally, I, I'll pray you too.